Hello and welcome back to the Natty Wonders podcast. I am the co-host opening up this podcast today, Bryant, here with you always. And we have our lovely host, Jeremy. What, what's up, everyone? Nothing much, Jeremy. How are you, man? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I just had a nasty leg day today. Um, I'm able to finally rep out my my max on back squats uh which is which was really surprising today ah yes back squats what the rest of us call normal squats <laughs> hey l- listen listen no i'm just playing with you that that's awesome that's that's very nice that's good oh yeah what, what about you what how's your day been it's been good i've just been working I have been playing a lot of video games, probably way more than I should be, and going to the gym. I've been... Uh, All right, you, you, you want to know a secret? Speaking of video games, do you want to know a secret <laughs> that I've been holding back from you? Yes. So, I finally downloaded Skyrim and started playing that. <laughs> Yo, let's freaking how, go. How many years has it been uh, since it came 2010 out? 2010 or 2011, I think. Something like that, <laughs> Jeremy. And and how has no, it taken go this ahead. long? How has it taken this long? I, I don't know, but there's it's actually a funny story behind that because I back in like middle school when like the, the game first came out, there were like a bunch of other of my friends that were playing playing that game, and they were like, "Yo, the, Skyrim is awesome!" And like I wanted to fit in, I wanted friends, so I'd be like, "Yeah, I, I also play Skyrim." After my dad said, no, it looks a little gory. You're too young for that. And I was like, oh, okay. But I wanted to fit in with these friends. And so they were like, yo, I'm playing Skyrim. And like, Jeremy, you said you play it? I'm like, yeah, of course I play the game Skyrim, Elder (laughs) Scrolls, you know. I've always played it. Like, I've watched my, I've played Morrowind for that Um really really old game i didn't get far in that game at all and i've i've seen my dad play oblivion and that other i think it was called blood moon right so i i I know i know what the elder scrolls was but i was so i was like yeah of course i played skyrim and so i i'd I'd be trying to fit in and they were like yo what's your favorite weapon in that game and i'm like uh thor's hammer love that one (laughs) And they were like, oh, you play modded, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I'll play modded as well. <laughs> Love playing modded. <laughs> and so, and and you you know how those lies have just been eating away at me over the years to the point where, like, I broke down and I'm like, okay, I need to play this game for once. <laughs> and so I, found, I finally downloaded it. Yeah, now that it's like $5 on the Steam store. Oh, what do you mean? Now I played. I paid forty bucks for that. It was the anniversary edition. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's funny because, like, because recently I've picked it back up as well. So that's kind of funny. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, just like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I started a new playthrough as a full magic caster, destruction magic. Uh, pretty cliche, but then I realized how horrible and like not fun destruction magic is in skyrim so i became an eldritch knight i'd really hearkening back to my my dnd days which is uh pretty fitting i would say 
Nice. Right now, I'm just kind of full warrior. I I've been selling all my magic because like I'm like I just want to hit stuff with big steel hammer. Yeah, Skyrim magic is not super like optimized, and unless you're super creative with it or you have like really good followers, you just don't do enough damage and you can't take enough damage to make it worth it. So I definitely, oh. you're definitely supposed to play like sword in hand, go up and kill some guys. Have like heavy armor, two-handed weapon or one-handed weapon and a shield is like how the game is meant to be played. I hope they fix that for uh for the next Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, we'll see. I I if that ever comes out. Yeah, I know. I'm simultaneously super hyped and also very scared for what the Elder Scrolls 6 has uh to offer because it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be horrible just like every other um AAA game that's come out in the last like five years so i don't know Ooh. we'll see we we will we will see for sure i'm i'm so far i'm having a blast with the game i'm actually gonna i'm planning on playing this after we record and edit and whatnot yeah yeah skyrim is my probably top three games i would say probably it's number two or three so like it's it's up there and it still is even after 12 years Ooh. 13 years Oh, I'm I'm excited to keep playing it. Speaking of fantasy games, um, people are <laughs> we kind of talked about this a little bit, like briefly mentioned. Have you seen like the the gol the golem the golem game? Oh my god! Why can't I speak? Yes, the the golem game. I have seen that, and I wish I had not seen it. <laughs> Dude, what what they do to his face? I have no idea. The game just looks like it looks not only boring. But it just looks bad for something that's like could be as such a big seller as like a Lord of the Rings game. Like it's the graphics are horrible, yeah. and it's not like it's an artistic like decision. It just looks lazy. How do we go from Shadow of Mordor to 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 flipping Gollum? Like why one of the most? I'm sorry if you're a Lord of the Rings fan and you really like Gollum. I think he is one of the most bore like thematically he's a really interesting character but if i was to play a video game that takes place in the lord of the rings middle earth area he's a he's the most boring character i could ever think of to play as yeah the only more boring character i could think of would be like a fish living in lake town like i don't really know what else it could be i mean if it if it was like a game where you play as like i don't know smog that that could be cool. Yeah, just dragon destruction simulator for like the phone. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, this <laughs> I I haven't played it. I don't plan on playing it because that's how bad it looks. But I I I'm not holding out hope that it's gonna like get any better. You can't patch an entire game and fix it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Not to mention, um, totally off topic now, but. Have you have you seen all those Rise of Kingdom ads where they do something like ridiculous where it's like, oh, you can't be in the VIP area, sir. Like, you don't you don't have 50 million power. Oh, yeah, I've seen those ones. Like, I saw the one where it's like, um, whoever is the weakest does the dishes. And it's like people with like super thick accents. It's like, well, yeah. I have I have one million power in Rise of Kingdoms. <laughs> and it's like. That's funny because I have 
five million power and i still have no idea what that like means <laughs> but i yeah so i have seen those so i downloaded the game actually really and yeah not gonna lie it's it's actually it's actually pretty fun i it's it's pretty tight i'd say um like so far mainly because in the beginning of the game this is what usually most mobile ads or mobile games are doing now where they just they just pump your system full of dopamine by just being like oh look you you did this quest and boom boom you got all these resources you got all these cool things oh check it out you got this legendary hero whoa wow and then it just pumps your whole system up with dopamine to get you hooked right and then you you keep playing and then it starts to slow down and then you're like oh what the now now it's a grind Mm mm-hmm I once had I once had so many resources in the early game and now I have nothing. I mean, I'm not even in mid game yet, but I, I, I just have like thirty thousand power. Wow. So you wouldn't be allowed into the VIP lounge then, yeah? No, but I'm I'm mainly playing this game just so I can get fifty million power and I can enter into I can just boss everyone around. I could I, I could be like, hey, I'm this house is now mine. I, I walk into someone's house. This house is now mine. Um, and they'd be like, what? No, I'm calling the cops. And I'd be like, call them. I bet the cops don't have 50 million power. <laughs> and then the cops come over and then shoot me five times. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> we'll get that on camera. But but yeah, that, that's the only reason I, I got that game. Just so I can start just just for the bragging rights. I'm I'm gonna make it to fifty million. Okay. Alright, I believe you, man. <laughs> and if you do play that game, join join my alliance. I'm gonna create a, an alliance. I don't know what it is yet, but if you're interested in it, then I'll 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 definitely post it <laughs> so that you join it. We'll have a Rise of Kingdoms update here in the next few episodes and see if you, if, if you make it. All right, Jeremy? Dude, I watch. I just, like, next week, I just stop playing it. <laughs> That's entirely possible. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Anyway, um, that's with all of that out of the way, is there any other gaming news that we could talk about? Um, I can think of. Star Wars Outlaws? I haven't. I mean, that looks yeah cool. I haven't seen that one. I've I've only heard a little bit about it. It sounds like it's a space heist, mm. which you play as like an like a someone someone similar to Han Solo, oh. but it's a girl. I think Kyrie or something like that. It looks pretty cool. I I might be interested. Yeah. Like I'm down for a good heist, especially in space. Yeah, those games seem like dang. They look good. Like I, I think I saw the preliminary trailers for that one, but I haven't kept up. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, let, let, okay. So first off, we have a lot of uh, a lot of people here that well, we don't have that many people listening, but we're gonna keep making the episodes just because it's fun to do this. Um, but we, we have some listeners that don't really know or don't really know anything about Dungeons and Dragons or from what I've heard, whenever I like talk about my hobby of playing Dungeons and Dragons, people are usually like, oh, I've played that game before, but I didn't really like it. And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'd be like, well, what, 
made you not really like it. And they're like, eh, I don't know. It was mainly the group of people. Right. So we have we have like a lot of people that have heard of Dungeons and Dragons, haven't played have played it once, didn't like it. And well, I, we kind of want to talk about like, how can we how can we have someone enjoy that hobby more? You, Even if like they've had a bad, rough first experience with it. You, and too, if they've never played it before. You know, that's a great question, Jeremy, because I think that's a a big thing people have this idea in their mind about what dungeons and dragons is you know they see the the nerdy guys larping in, in the park you know with their full costumes playing whatever version of dungeons and dragons or whatever role playing game they're playing and they just like keep that in their mind as they're like, thinking about D D. Or, or they've seen that one episode of community <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and you know they carry this idea with them as they're they're playing and they think that they have to be like these really nerdy people to enjoy the game and it's true you do have to kind of get into character a little bit but the the great thing about D&D is that you don't have to you know just full send and be just like the crazy LARPers in the park. Like you can get into character. No, please don't be the crazy. LARPers. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that you, you can't be, you don't have to be just, please don't like the, <laughs> like they give us a bad name. All, all jokes aside. If you do, if you do do that, like kudos to you, like go ahead. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's, I think that, People coming into it, it's kind of intimidating because there's all these rule books and it can be difficult to find a group. And when you do find a group, they're not always the best people or mm -hmm. I don't know. What what do you think about that? Like people wise, like is is that a big factor in in how people experience the game? Oh, I, I say 100 percent because like. I don't know how to describe it, so so usually there's there's some groups that I've heard where one experience that I've had when talking to someone asking them about it, they were like, yeah, it was weird because like I was level one and like the rest of them were level 20 and they had their characters already like really high level. And, um, well, they they told me that I had to build up my character over like that, like the span of games. And I'm like, really? I forget what that's called. I think it's tournament style or it's, it's something like that. No, no, no. Tournament style is like it's just fast paced and just pretty much all like just dungeon crawled that you just do in one session. I forget what this is called, but carrying over like past characters, I thought that was really weird when he described that. I'm like, yeah, that's just not a really good group to be in if they're carrying over characters. Like, it's not good for the new players. I've never heard that happen in like the modern time that's usually something that it was done in the 80s and 90s you know what i'm saying yeah um and then like another time they were like yeah it was it was like it was okay the first time but like nothing really interesting happened or like some of the characters were really weird i didn't really feel comfortable like like being like pretending to be a character i i didn't know how to give it a voice like and I'd be over here like, well, you, in my games, you really don't need to give your character a voice. Like, as fun as it is, I don't require it. Like, if you if you don't know your character's voice or, like, how they act, just use your own voice. Um, 
I, I definitely do say it, it does have to be dependent on how well your group is. Um, you, you definitely have to find the right group. Yeah, and I say with that, your DM makes or breaks the game. So you have just this entire group of people that any one, uh, if any one person can mess up the game for you or the experience, it can be the dungeon master. And mm-hmm. so, and that's a, that's a lot of pressure to put on the dungeon masters, but that's true. Like you, if you have a new person in your group, it's kind of your, uh, it's your prerogative to make that game interesting for them to actually like put in the time and the effort that you've committed to to do as a dungeon master. Think about encounters that you're going to do, balance them, uh, do play tests, have music, have props, have interesting voices. If you can do them, if not like figure out some interesting way to do that, but make the game interesting. I've played with so many good DMS and I've been very know blessed with that and so when i dm my games i really try and rise to that level i like to have music i do voices and they're not the best but like they add some <laughs> they add something to the to the gameplay and it's it's just more interesting it's more fun you can uh, you know make sound effects and like uh, pantomime the motions that that the enemies are doing as they're attacking your the characters it's just like you can have so much fun with it but you have to have fun with it. You can't expect it just to happen by itself. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, something that you mentioned, just like uh, you mentioned at the beginning, just like how how much stuff there is with, with D&D as well. It could be intimidating for a new DM to like build up the courage to be like, okay, I need to like, I need to, make a whole like world campaign and and usually if i had to give any advice to someone that was thinking of starting i'd say no 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 you don't have to come up with a whole world like you you don't need to know all the lore about something heck this might be controversial this might get some gasps from the audience but you don't even need the dungeon master's guide in my opinion i it's a really good you it's a really good resource um but if you have like an idea of like a basic story in mind, then really all you need is just the monster manual, mm-hmm. right? This controversial. That's but that's what I started with. I still don't have a dungeon master guide. I'm gonna be honest. I just use the monster manual and like any other resource book because I don't have that much money. It's these books are expensive, and if I can find it online, I just look up, look it up online. Yeah, I definitely agree. The biggest thing that you're going to be doing is storytelling and uh, creating encounters and dungeons, you know. And so, like, yeah, like you said, like it's great to be able to, uh, you know, have that dungeon master's guide. And I've referenced it a few times. But if you just have a clear idea of what you're doing, uh, and you make that idea very clear to the people in your group then as long as it's fair they'll go along with it you know like if you wanted to ch- exactly. if you wanted to change how fatigue works and you don't have the dungeon master's guide to like tell you how walking through snow would be would increase your fatigue and it would do this and this to uh, your ability to hide your hide your tracks or to find food like who cares like just make it up on yeah. the spot like that that you're doing that anyway 
throughout the entire process. So why not make that up too? But be consistent, obviously. But mm -hmm. as long as you're consistent with it and you're fair, then no one's going to complain. No one's going to call you out on it uh, if you're being honest and just straight up about what you're doing. Exactly. So I, I've i also come up with, or we're going to, together, we're going to come up with something to to help out these new DMs, right? Like I, I said, you don't need to come up with a world for this adventure, right? And I'd say if you want to get started with it, you just plan a three a three session game, right? Um, a three session game where you just come up with like a starting location. Uh, Brian, give me give me a starting location. Um, let's say the capital city of a very large province. All right, capital city of a very large province. And you don't even need to flesh out the big city, right? Like. It might be intimidating at first for a big city, but um, right, we'll just start off with this. It's a capital city. Are are we going for like a more urban adventure this time? Yeah, like a heist. Yeah, or something? we'll do something urban, so that way you don't have to do a lot of description. It just, uh, you know, you have this idea of big city. You're gonna have everything that you need. You're gonna have stores. You're gonna have uh, lots of different characters that you can work with if you want. You don't have to like come up with crazy backstories, but it'll. You know, just like an urban adventure, let's say a heist, why not? Um, there'll be plenty of options for you and there'll be plenty of ability for your um, your players to have creativity and to explore uh, in an environment that can be totally interesting without you having to create some crazy encounters. Exactly. Now, here's the, here's the only thing that I do kind of worry about, like, about this is because I've noticed that newer players will usually test the DM. Have you ever noticed this? They they'll, they'll, they don't know what they're doing, so they'll be like, wait, so this is a game where I hear you can do whatever you want. And so they are going to push it to the limit. They're going to be like, hey, you described that there's a shopkeeper over there. Is she hot? And then they'll <laughs> they'll be like, I want to marry her. You have an experience like that, don't you? Yes. I, oh, yes. Wow, it's almost as though I've told you about this experience and you've quoted it exactly as it has happened. I, I actually did? Yeah. Well, in short, yes. Um, they New players do tend to test you. I did have a new player who wanted to marry a shopkeeper and I wanted to allow them to have freedom to play but also his desire derailed the session for Everything. about two hours as he attempted to uh i don't even know uh to ad advance on this woman and it ruined uh yeah. the the first couple the first sessions for two uh, like new players who were also in that same group so it's it's yep. yeah it's very intimidating to to overcome that kind of thing but i think it's i hearken back to the skyrim approach of the illusion of choice just allowing them to make choices and then using those choices to have them stumble upon what you want them to stumble upon if they are being obstinate obviously if they are just honestly exploring reward that 
uh, allow them to do that. And it'll help you as well to, to, to overcome kind of like the difficulty of that. For example, uh, in one of my sessions, uh, I was actually with Jeremy in this one. He was, I was DMing and he was playing. Uh, we were in a large city or the characters were in a large city and uh, they were just walking home from going to like a banquet at the king's palace and they saw a group of dragon cultists and it was supposed oh, to, it, yeah. it was just supposed to be a radiant just encounter and then they were going to disappear but oh my gosh they you guys just like straight charged at them and <laughs> used like a bunch of like levitation spells and like misty stepped and like yeah like to locate them and i was like okay well here we go and what what followed was an entire session that i didn't plan for that was completely ad-libbed i came up with the entire not only just an encounter with like with uh, enemies but also like kind of an interesting chase scene with some i mean it was as interesting as i could make it i don't know if it was actually interesting yeah but you know had them have to find out that the these cultists dropped into the sewer and they followed the the sewer down. We used this guy's self. Yeah, like, exactly. Minor illusion. Yeah, it was it was so good. You know, like passwords and like it, it set up really well for the plot actually. Which so I'm glad it happened because I could, uh, it did. I could really add in more narrative to it. And it was a good, interesting thing. But I, again, it was like three or four hours. I was just completely winging it the whole time. And I, I was just like <laughs> frantically looking through like the encounters to or the, the, the monster manual to find some like interesting encounters I could do. And oh my gosh, it was so stressful, but it was really good. I, I really enjoyed that session. I don't know if you guys did, oh, yeah. but it was I thought it was good. Yeah, no, we did. No, and that and that kind of leads me to my second point. If we're if we're making this this little heist encounter thing, right? Um, so they're in the big city. You start off in the big city, and I think that leads to a good point. Like in that first session, you want to introduce um your your new players to all most of the as the two main aspects, I should say, to D and D, which is role playing role playing encounters and combat encounters. So I feel like you should like they're going to start itching after a little bit of like after a little bit of talking they're going to be itching for some for some fight for some fighting they're they're going to they're going to want to start killing something and so i say we need like they're in a tavern like blah 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 and then boom the mob boss boblin the goblin gang of like this this three ring circus the italian mafia he busts through and he's like, all right, that's it, everyone. Give me give me all that you own. And he's got all of his little goblin minions uh, and they're they're robbing the, the characters and like put, put it, even put some like poor, helpless, like um, like old woman that they, they that they kick in the knee and then like take take her stuff like that's going to really incentivize everyone to be like, yo, we, we need to we need to mess these guys up like no one just kicks granny granny two shoes in the knee like that yeah i i mean that's that's a great point give their give the characters some incentive give the players some incentive to actually to do what you want them to do uh know the characters backstories and have the players make their characters backstories and make it 
make them understand that, that their story is important to you and that you want to include that um and find like some little ways to 100%. do it if you're if you're only doing three sessions that's totally fine uh but just find some little interesting way to to have the characters uh really show their interest in a certain topic or a certain thing like make it yeah have the old lady there have um you know people that that are aggressive towards the characters P- make them really want to uh to engage with the story and be a part of it and role play it as opposed to just like rolling the dice and then mm-hmm. like hitting something with their sword yeah exactly because even though this is going to be a three session like game i mean it, saying it's a three session game is pretty much a trap because you want this to go on longer so if you add those backstory elements into it oh dude now you got like a now you got like a a, a year long campaign going on exactly yeah yeah so so okay so like one of the characters they're flirting with the the bar the barmaid or whatever and when this robbery happens um she's like hey it would it would be super heroic and I totally date you if like you beat these guys up and then they're like, yeah, let's go do it. And then maybe she's even like afterwards, they're like, hey, they also stole like this thing from our bar and, and like their underground lair in the sewers. We need you to go get that. And I'd totally marry you. And then that's when the characters are like, yo, let's do it. Yeah. And I, I think I, that I don't know. This is something dumb no, that I come up with. It's fine. Like you can add your own flair to it, make it your own, right? We're just coming up with just whatever, like classic um, go dungeon dive and return this thing to the person that sends you to go get it. Like you can do something classic like that, or you can come up with something uh, interesting on your own. Like this is your story and you're telling it, make sure that it means something to you. And that's why I also just highly discourage using uh, like some pre pre-planned uh like story like the the one you get from like the starters guide or whatever mm-hmm. um like they're they're great but they just have they're good inspiration yeah they're good inspiration but they have no personal meaning to you and so just do whatever you want like figure out a story that makes sense have a good plot to it and just make it interesting even if that's just you know going and and collecting something that was lost and returning it for you know some reward or some whatever it is just make that interesting and make it make it something that's meaningful to you i'd say that's probably my my best advice in that yeah 100 percent. i i totally agree make it make it personal make it personal to you make it personal to to the players because if 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 no one really feels attachment to it then that's how the game is going to fizzle out and die um hope hopefully these these little this is going to help you get started on making your first adventure. And if you're ever thinking of doing it, just start off with a basic three session game that you plan have like, like do door, the Explorer style kind of um, kind of world building where it's like, okay, so for this adventure, they're going to go to location a, and they're going to have to solve this encounter through this way or, and then they go to location B and then location C where that's going to be the final encounter against Swiper or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, something like I that. I dropped my cup. 
<laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So we're running a little. We're we're going over time a little bit, but I I think I think we talked about some good stuff. Uh, with this, hopefully, this opens up your mind a little more to trying out Dungeons and Dragons. Even if you played it before, if you've never played it, it's not that intimidating, and I can trust you that you. I can tell you that you will have fun if you have the right group. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Oh yeah. Well, let's go on to some Jim Talk Slander. <laughs> That's right, Jim Talk Slander. Oh, my favorite part. Oh, it's my favorite part too. It's like it's like the the laziest we can get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty fair. All right, well, Jeremy, where do you want to start? You've sent me quite um, quite a few memes today. I did. I have one for for Tom Platts. La- last time I talked about Tom Platts, I called them Tommy Platts. And that's just out of bad habit. Usually, whenever someone's called Jim or Tom or or whatever, I usually or Bill, I usually always have to end end it with like an E. So I'm always like, "Yo, Jimmy or Tommy or you know, it's a bad habit." But I digress. Let's let's start off with the with the first one that I sent. <laughs> All right. One day, it won't be late-night calls anymore, but us together, under the same roof, and in the same bed, happy together. Let me just uh, interrupt your little fantasy. Were you thinking about how this is going to be you one day? Why can't you just let me daydream in peace? Because you should be focusing on what really matters. That is becoming this. I'll be seeing you at the gym. (laughs) Let me just interrupt your little fantasy. (laughs) You should be focusing on That's what, what matters, bro. Facts, facts. What do you mean? This does matter. Well, Jeremy, to to quote uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, that just makes you a beta. What do you mean? My priorities are straight, dude. No, I don't. You're right. You're right. All fairness, <laughs> you are correct. However, comma. This is funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's watch Tom All right. Tom Platt. All right, th- this is his opinion on leg day. Okay, all right. For training, squat leg curls I like, hack squats I like, leg extension. But I found leg presses that look nice. You put all plates on and move a lot of iron. To be nice, a waste of time. Boom! Simple as that. Very simple as that. Very interesting. Yeah. First off, I can't help but kind of cringe how he's hyperextending his legs on the leg press yeah yeah i was just gonna say i that. i i don't doubt that it's gonna like snap his legs but it still just makes me uncomfortable just with how many videos i've seen of just people breaking their legs on that yeah i like stay away from those videos like the plague but you see him occasionally yeah i well, yeah anytime anytime there's like a leg press or a hack squat machine used in a video i immediately scroll away i'm too scared yeah i know it's just horrible <laughs> i hate that people post those online as well like they serve no purpose except to just it, it's a total yeah, yeah it's just it's, it's a total trap exactly yeah it's just like it's a it's like fear baiting people into watching it and like the morbidly curious will watch it and then the rest of us that are just trying yep. to like scroll through and see our gym talks we see that 
And that's all you can think about when you're doing squats or when you're on the leg press machine. Like that's all you can think about is just, oh, well, I hope I don't freaking blow out my knee today and die. <laughs> yeah. It, for anyone scared of that, just if you don't hyperextend your legs and you're because the reason this happens is because your knee tendon is weaker than your quads, right? Like your quads can push a bunch of weight. So you load up that thing, but then your knees can't handle it. So that's why they bend backwards if you hyperextend them. Mm-hmm. And then once that happens, it locks into place and then continues driving down. So it's just, yeah. But so as long as you don't keep those knees straight, you never have your your knees locked when you're doing anything. Squats, doesn't matter what you're doing. Don't lock your knee. Like keep keep a little bit of of tension in there. Like even if it's just the smallest amount of bend, just just keep a little bit of bend in there. Yep. Yeah. Not to mention a new unlocked fear that I've never heard of before until I saw it. Fitching Zercher arm. Have you have you seen that one? No. Oh, dude. So it's the one where like it happens on back squats. It's another trap that's been going around on on gym talk where it's like people will be like doing the heavy squats and then like it'll roll off their back mm. and bend their arm completely backwards. Oh my gosh. I think it's I think that's what they call it. The Zerch the Zerch arm. But oh my gosh, it looks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't a video podcast, makes, so we don't have to like reference a video of it because that would be horrible. It makes makes my head dizzy. Yeah, no thanks. That's okay. I'm good. No thanks. Well, I'm not going to do that. All right. All right. Well, um, uh, let's move. Do, do let's... you want to watch one of yours? Yeah, let's do that. Um. <laughs> But the the first one is <laughs> you want to do the you want to do the POV <laughs> yeah that one's the funniest one all right so here I'll so just... this one says <laughs> go ahead good oh okay oh uh, it just says POV the ten out of ten girl approaches you in the gym but you can't pull her today because today is push day I've seen this one a lot <laughs> it's a classic I love the <laughs> baby don't hurt me memes with this guy what, do you know this guy's name ah uh, I. I don't remember, but I remember he, he was on someone else's podcast and they were saying like, yo, what do you think of these memes? And he's like, I don't know where they came from, but they're funny. <laughs> yeah. so, I love them so much. My roommates will just send them to me all the time. And it's just like, <laughs> just like the doctor's like, it, it, it says like POV. The doctor just, um, the doctor just said, you have five days to live. Me. Thanks. You too. Or just whatever, just like stupid <laughs> crap like that. It's like <laughs> I love the and just plays the freaking baby. Don't hurt me with this guy on there. Oh, I was, so I went, funny! So funny! I loved it so much. So many, so many of these good ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and then do you want to watch the other one that I sent you? Yeah. This one's cursed. So. Yeah, let's do it. It looks cursed. It's a three sixty. Three sixty cam. It's like on his head, so his face is like right in the middle. All right, let's just let's watch it and see. Back to VR. We need help. Jingai. Oh my gosh! They turned into. The three D camera makes it so much worse. The angle is horrible. Make sure to breathe out, man. <laughs> what is happening? 
Yeah, it's it's so, so depressing, depressing when man. you feel that bench PR. It, it, it's so sad. It's so sad. What the frick, though, dude? Like, <laughs> that was so funny. So funny. Oh, my god. That video. Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. Now let's go on to the last one that you sent. All right, yeah. You, you guys are getting an extra oh, one yeah. today. Oh, five. All right, so why don't you read this one? All right. POV, the five-pound container of protein powder you just bought ends up tasting bad. <laughs> Classic Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren being really mad and slamming his protein powder against the wall <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> I, pers oh. I personally relate to this. Yeah. I remember back when I was first starting buying pre-workout, I bought the Body Fortress um, Strawberry. And I was like, I like strawberry. Um, oh my gosh. But, you know, I was operating on limited money. It was only a two and a half pounder. But two and a half pounds, that's like, what, 30, 40 servings? That's a month of, of pre-workout that I just, like, hate. And... Yeah, not a bad price, but it's, you know, garbage pre-workout. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> but, like, it just, it sucks so bad. So, like, when I bought my pre-workout, I buy um, Isopure, just the, the chocolate version. I I love that taste, and I'm so scared to try something else. Like, they had, uh, they have Fruity Pebbles flavor, and it's cheaper than, than the chocolate. And the chocolate's, like, 100 bucks now. Fruity Pebbles is like 85 for a five pound. And oh, I like, yikes. yeah, I like, I, I was like, okay, it's a lot of difference in money. Like, is it worth it? And then I think, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I bought this five pound thing and I just hated the flavor. Like, oh. I just, I just wouldn't drink it. So I stick with the chocolate and I haven't changed since and I'm too scared to. Yeah, that may oh, that sucks. I that's why I usually just stick with chocolate because I mean, chocolate for me kind of mixes well with bananas and peanut butter. I mean, it's just a classic combo. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah. Vanilla is good if you like mainly want that fruit, like whatever fruit you put in your smoothie flavor. But personally, I that I couldn't think of anything more boring than vanilla flavor. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more it's like of a me base. saying my favorite beverage is water. I mean, it is, but it, it is. But I do like I I do like Coke. Coke. Yeah. Yeah, we we on that dirty bulk. <laughs> I mean, really dirty bulk. <laughs> 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 Yeah, mine's just like you thought I was healthy. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> mine's like chocolate cake. That's my my. Oh, that's that's a good. Okay, that's a good bulk. Couldn't couldn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's end it right there. Thank you guys so much for what for. I was about to say watching. You can't watch this. You're listening to it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Natty Wonders. I really, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. We had a lot of fun recording this, right, Brian? Of course, yeah. 
He's saying that because I'm threatening him. <laughs> because I have 50 million power on Rise of Kingdoms. <laughs> Blink twice if you're in trouble. Blinks in Braille. You you can't. <laughs> Did you say Braille? <laughs> I mean Morse code. Morse code. <laughs> All right, we'll just end it here. Um, have a great rest of your week. We love you. Thank you for listening. Follow the Instagram natty yes. underscore wonders we're going to be posting some original content there some uh some clips from the podcast uh with some nice videos you'll finally get to see our faces we'll see you there and we'll see you on the next episode of natty wonders oh yes have a good one Bye-bye. Bye. hey adventure looks like you made it to the end of this episode again we're so grateful that you listened to this project of ours and hey if you enjoyed why not share your favorite episode? It helps us out, and when you hit share, you will always roll a natural 20 on your first roll. And to spice up the deal, we'll even give you a nice, juicy PR that you've always been dreaming of. Want to play a bigger part in the adventure? Follow us on Instagram at Natty Wonders. Send us your best gym talk slanders, and we'll review them on the show. Have a great day.